Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Thank you for joining Community IT for this podcast, Part 1. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits. Listen for Part 2 in your podcast feed. Welcome, everyone who's joining us to the Community IT Innovators webinar using Microsoft Teams at nonprofits. Today, we're going to give you some tips on using this multi-function tool better. We will provide a mini case study from nonprofit practitioner guests from Housing Alexandria, so you can learn from your peers' experiences. This case study will be in part two of this podcast. If you have Office 365, then you have access to Teams, Microsoft's tool for chat, video conference, and calendars. But Teams does a lot more and integrates with lots of other tools beyond the Microsoft Office suite. Um, So that's what we're here today to talk about and hopefully give you some good tips. My name is Carolyn Woodard, and I'm the Outreach Director for Community IT, and I'll be the moderator today. I'm very, very happy to hear from our experts. So, Elisa, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you so much. I am really excited to be here as well. My name is Elisa Mondragon. I am the Vice President of Operations here at Housing Alexandria. Um, I oversee uh, strategic operations for the entire business, corporate management, leadership, coaching, finance, HR, resident services, or IT. Um, So a little bit of everything. Um, And I've been with the organization for six years. And throughout my tenure here, I have helped Um, guide the transition work from more of a startup board-led organization to a sustainable company that can serve Alexandria for years to come. That's great. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Alessandra, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. Uh, My name is Alessandra or Allie Brolin, and I joined Housing Alexandria as an operations associate in last November. Um, I support our business operations through tasks like scheduling, calendar management, file management, and stocking the office with snacks and supplies, lots more stuff as well. Um, I also assist Elisa on major projects like our upcoming move to a new office, and I'm very happy to be here to talk about Teams, which I have found useful in a lot of my work, including the examples that I just gave. Great. Thank you so much for being here. And I wanted to give you guys a chance to talk about Housing Alexandria and tell us a little bit more about your organization. Yeah, thank you. So Housing Alexandria is a nonprofit community developer committed to creating and preserving quality, affordable housing and community-focused spaces to empower our residents and benefit Alexandria's neighborhoods. Uh, Like Elisa said, she might not have mentioned, actually, we have a staff of about 15, so we're not too big. um, And we currently operate on a hybrid work structure So all team members are required to be in the office Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then one more day a week up to each um, team member's choice. And then everybody works two days a week at home. So Teams has been a vital tool for that work structure, Um, the ability to chat quickly and informally or jump on formal meetings with video on. Um, And we'll talk about a lot of the ways that it's helped us a lot, but it's, it's really important with that kind of hybrid work structure. 
No, for sure. And I think we, we are going to be able to talk about that a little bit later. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Courtney, I know that you just hopped on. Um, I'm going to give you a chance to um, get yourself together. And um, I was just going to introduce myself. Um, I am the uh, marketing director for community IT and the outreach director. So I um, help moderate these webinars. I, um, before I worked at Community IT, I also worked in uh, several different nonprofits from uh, small to large, and I was responsible for IT at a couple different places, um, which people will laugh at me now for saying that, but it is proof that you don't have to be the IT person to be able to oversee an IT department um, and have it work. So I know what nonprofits are going from, through from the back end, as well as from now working with community IT and supporting nonprofits. Um, and with that, I could turn it over to Courtney, if you would like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Courtney Carroll. I am the Centralized Services Manager with Community IT. I, um, I've worked in IT for 12 and a half years. I worked at a municipality for um, uh, my local city. And I have also, um, I'm excited about uh, this webinar because Teams has played a vital role, especially with the pandemic. And um, we were asked or moved to Teams um, right when it started. And it has been very vital in completing day-to-day -day work and team meetings and things like that. Uh, not only for my previous job, but now that my job is work from home permanently, um, it's been vital in getting to know my team, learning my new job with the MSP uh, community IT, and I couldn't be happier with it and, and the many opportunity or the many features that it provides for collaborating and, and working together. Yeah, I know. I was so happy that you were available to be on this webinar today because I know that you have used Teams and uh, get a lot out of it. So I'm really happy that you could join us. And um, so I already introduced myself and I want to introduce before we begin, if you're not familiar with Community IT, a little bit more about us. We're a 100% employee owned managed services provider. So we provide outsourced IT support. We work exclusively with nonprofit organizations and our mission is to help nonprofits accomplish their missions through the effective use of technology. We're big fans of what well-managed IT can do for your nonprofit. And we serve nonprofits across the United States. We've been doing this for over 20 years and we are technology experts. So we are consistently given an MSP 501 recognition for being a top MSP. And that's an honor we received again in 2022. <laughs> um, we are vendor agnostic when it comes to our clients. So in that we don't have agreements with vendors. So we don't have motivation to put clients in a specific tool because we're reselling it. We get a benefit from that. However, we do think of ourselves as a best of breed MSP. So it's our job to know the landscape, what tools are available, reputable, widely used, and we make recommendations on that basis for our clients. Um, today, we're talking about a single tool uh, through Microsoft, um, which is a cloud platform that many nonprofits are using. So today, we wanted to give you some insights based on our experience and that of our guests and many of our clients. Um, 
there are lots of reasons why nonprofits might choose to be a mostly Microsoft workspace. Uh, once you make that choice, Microsoft makes so many products that integrate that it can influence your choices after that, that it's your platform. And Teams, I think, is a good example of a portal that lets you, you know, into the world of all the other different tools and applications. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more on. Um, so if that describes your organization, um, you've come to the right place. I wanted to say for the record that Community IT does support Google Workspace. We support all Mac shops as well. And we have some webinars on our website that describe uh, that kind of management uh, and even managing a hybrid environment. So it can be done. But today we're going to focus on this tool, Teams, and talk about the ways to get the most out of it and all the apps and products that integrate with it. Okay. So our learning objectives for today are what teams can do and how you do it on teams. <laughs> um, we wanted to learn about teams, uh, learn tips on how to use teams better beyond just the chat, understand how to select teams as a tool or a teams types tool. So Housing Alexandria is going to go through with you kind of a little bit how they made their decisions to use teams as much as they do. All right, um, so now we are going to start off with a poll. We like to start with a poll, get things going. So this question is, how long have you used Teams? Okay, so the options are, we're thinking about starting using Teams. We just started this year. We started seriously in 2020. I put that in there as a you know potential year that you might have moved over to using Teams a lot more than you had before. And then uh, another option is you have always used Teams, like as long as you have been able to. And then another option with um, not applicable. So you're here for some other reason, you're not with an organization uh, that uses Teams, but you're trying to learn about it. Um, Elisa, could you read the responses? Sure, happy to. Um, so 17% of you said thinking about starting. Uh, 22% said you just started this year. Um, like many of us, we started seriously 53% uh, in 2020. 5% uh, have always used Teams and 3% said not applicable. All right, great. Thank you so, so much. Um, so that's a pretty good bell curve there. Um, and I think we weren't surprised um, that a lot of people, a lot of organizations started really using Teams uh, when they had to go remote, and it was a good way to, you know, keep in touch and keep some of those office interactions going. All right, so um, we actually have another poll um, that can help us learn a little bit more about you um, also, which is how big is your nonprofit? What size is your nonprofit? Um, and of course, your nonprofit could be in different um, stages of growth, like you could be a large nonprofit um, that acts kind of like a startup. You could be a startup nonprofit that's growing quickly, like you're small now, you're going to be growing. Um, you could be a kind of middle-aged, uh, middle-of-the-road nonprofit that's been doing what you've been doing for a long time um, and are using Teams as well for that. So the options are you are a 1 to 10 person nonprofit, an 11 to 25 staff nonprofit, 26 to 100 staff, 101 plus, or not applicable. And um, Ali, would you mind reading the results? Sure. 22% um, said their nonprofit is one to 10 people. 21% said their nonprofit is 11 to 25 people. 37% said their nonprofit is 26 to 100 people. 
17% said their nonprofit is over 100 people, and 3% said not applicable. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. And so now we're going to um, get along into a little bit more information about what Teams does. I know we have a bunch of questions coming in. Um, and some people have some pretty specific questions about um, Teams features. So I'm going to ask you all to kind of hang tight for a moment. We're going to go through some of the things that it does. Um, and then we're going to um, have the case study from Housing Alexandria. And if your question still hasn't been answered at that point, we will have Q&A at the end and we'll go back through these questions. All right, so what does Teams do? So hopefully all of you on this uh, webinar are familiar with it, but um, we like to think of it as a portal into the Microsoft world. Um, you can do a calendar, phone, video chat, chat, um, web. you can do webinars through Teams. We're not doing that today, but um, it's possible. I've been on them. You can share files with your colleagues in or outside of your organization, giving them permissions to edit or view files that you've shared with them. The files are not actually stored in Teams. They're stored in a different Microsoft application called SharePoint. Um, but one of the cool things about Teams is you don't really need to know that. You can just share them with your colleagues uh, in either a chat or a meeting, and your colleagues can access it through Teams, and they never need to know that it's in SharePoint either. Um, you can add other Microsoft apps. Uh, integration is easy and it's, it's built in as many Microsoft tools do integrate with each other. You can create internal teams. So within the teams um, app, you can create like a, a mini team that's like your finance team. And then you can add the people that are on that team. Um, you can also have one-on-one -on -one chats with people or one-on-one -on -one calls with people. You can use teams for your business phones. Um, one of the cool features about it is you can set away or focus time. So you can kind of have it operate as an um, admin assistant for you and telling people when you're available for calls or not. People can schedule, you know, your colleagues can schedule time on your calendar internally. Um, it's just full of really useful tools. But <laughs> I know, Courtney, you were um, going to talk a little bit about the end of this slide. Some of the things about Teams, it can be overwhelming. Yes, so Teams can be complicated um, in the workflow that it offers, and it can make com uh, conversations, files, tasks, different things that you're working on hard to find. And also, it's really hard to get different teams and different groups to use Teams consistently. We've I've found in many situations that I've worked with. And I think many people on the registration questions also mentioned that, like, how do I get everyone at my organization using Teams? And I know that I've worked at organizations too, where it seems like half the people are still like, you need to email them and half of the people are like, just chat me on Teams. So that can definitely be something that's a, a struggle. In Teams, you can have, um, uh, once you create a team, you can share and create a SharePoint site when that team is created. And as part of that, it allows you to go through many of the documents that um, you can use as part of that team for whatever purpose it is for projects. Um, so Microsoft Word, um, Access PowerPoint, and you can use collaboration with those. Um, you can build and uh, use reports for different things, which will tie your teams to uh, Power BI and analytics. And then for other, you can also view and sync your 
see your calendar from Teams, um, from Outlook and Outlook. And something I love is having the Teams on your phone. So you can, like, if you, somebody has scheduled something with you and you're like, wait, when was that a point? When was, when was I going to meet with that person? You can see it right um, from your phone when you're out and about. Um, so all of those, of course, it's making it this easy also makes it a little bit complex and can be overwhelming. Um, all right. So speaking of overwhelming, here is a slide with um, a, a little bit more about what you will see when you are in Teams. And so I thought for um, people who are a little bit more visual and wanted to see like, well, what are you talking about with Teams? And if you haven't seen Teams before, or if you have and you don't know all of these different pieces that are on there, um, you can see the different things that you can do. You can see the visual from this webinar presentation if you go to our website, www.communityit.com. So um, if you look across the top, I'm not going to read all of them to you, but you can see um, this was this is one that always catches me is up under where your um, where your photo is, your profile. That's where you can change a lot of the settings um, and set you know yourself as a way, etc. Um, you can search. This is one that I use all the time. So as we were seeing before, somebody has shared a file with you. Um, instead of having to go into SharePoint. Um, and look for it that way. You can think like that was in that meeting and it was um, it was Cheryl who shared it with me. And so you can go in and I think it was called this. You can go into your search and you can pull up um, the, the file that you were looking for. So I find that extremely helpful. And it will find files, um, chat, people. It, it, it um, searches across the different um, uh, aspects of Teams. Um, there in the middle, you can see add tabs. I know, I think Courtney, you were going to talk about that. That's where you would add the different apps that you're connecting through Teams. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, you can add tab, or you, you're able to um, add personal apps. You're able to add apps from the app store if they're not already downloaded. So you can view, uh, when you hit the three dots to view or add apps, you can uh, view only one app at a time, and it always shows your me most recent app that was used. That makes sense. And I think in this um, slide as well, it kind of shows you Power BI. Someone has added that um, here right at the top. And so it makes it easy, too, that when you're then if it's something that you use a lot, like you're always going to Power BI to show reports, et cetera, it's right there in Teams and you can access it there from from this page. Um, you know, you can start a new chat. You can here over here on the left where you see every team has channels. Um, this is what we were talking about before. You can set up a sub team that is like your finance department or your marketing department or a team that comes together to work on something um, that might be a temporary project team as well. And you can add people to that. And then they have, you know, they're, they're um, within that world. They all have access to the things that they're that they're sharing there. Um, uh, move around teams, you can switch between your activity feed, chat, meetings, um, your calendar, your uh, notifications, alerts when somebody has um, mentioned you or responded to something that you were chatting to them. We had a question uh, already come in through Q&A. How can you change those um, settings so that you're alerted when uh, you've been um, there's been a response like in a team? So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, find personal apps. Um, as Courtney was saying, you can add 
apps here that you use a lot. Um, and so all of this is um, available as a little kind of like a site map of the things that you can do once you're in once you're in Teams. Okay, and then we just also wanted to kind of quickly go over, this isn't, we've mentioned SharePoint a couple of times, SharePoint and OneDrive. This isn't a webinar about SharePoint or OneDrive. We do have a webinar on SharePoint that we did last summer. You can go back and look at that. But I thought this was a great graphic because it kind of shows you this interconnection um, or certain maybe sometimes circular logic around using Teams as your portal where you share these um, this content with others. And so, um, you know, we don't have time to get into it completely today, but OneDrive is where, you know, when you share, save something, it's saved to your OneDrive, your individual um, folder. And then you also have access to SharePoint where you might have files that are shared with you from someone else's folder or another team's folder. I don't know, Courtney, if you wanted to um, <laughs> give a little bit better explanation than my uh, quick explanation there, as I understand it. So Teams' main focus is, I would say, um, the the collaboration, um, being able to do the meet to meet the meetings face to face, um, being able to tie a whole lot of different data and apps together. OneDrive focuses on documents uh, as a, it works as a document repository, and SharePoint can be a hub of various. I guess, sites, documents, um, different ways to present data or information um, as a as, as more of a, a website. So they allow for working, they can all work together, but at the same time, they all have their separate features and functions that um, are provided. And I think it's just so, I can't stress enough how useful it is when you are working on a document collaboratively, like the slides that we worked on uh, for today's webinar. I shared those from our SharePoint with Housing Alexandria, uh, with Elisa and Alessandra, and we were all able to work together on these slides um, and put them together, uh, even though they resided in our SharePoint at Community IT. So it's just, but as again, like nobody really even needs to know where they are. We just all were working on them together. So I feel like that's a very um, useful feature of this. Um, but if you do know more about how your SharePoint is set up at your organization, of course, you can do more sophisticated things. All right, so now we are going to launch another poll. Um, and this is, uh, we're gonna ask you how you are using Teams. This is a multiple choice. So are you using internal chat? Are you using uh, video meetings, external and uh, internal? Are you doing file sharing, using it as a portal to SharePoint and OneDrive, which you just mentioned? Are you using it for team knowledge management? So this is something that um, Housing Alexander is going to talk a little bit more about. And we had some questions about um, setting teams up to help you with workflow for different um, tasks that you're doing. Um, and are any of you using it as your only phone system? So you take all of your phone calls. You don't have an office phone anymore. You're not maybe even in an office and you use Teams. You have a Teams number and you use that for um, external calls as well as for internal calls. Um, and a webinar platform. Um, are you using it to do webinars um, or 
is this not an applicable question? And um, Courtney, would you mind reading the results from this? Sure. Says um, of those using Teams, 65% are using it for internal chat, 76% for video meetings, internal and external, 52% for file sharing, um, portal to SharePoint and OneDrive, 32% to Team Not knowledge management, 10% as it's your only phone system, internal and external, 14% webinar as a webinar platform, and 13% that was NA or something else. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. So a lot of organizations using a lot of the different features. The case study from Housing Alexandria and the Q&A with answers from our experts and from Housing Alexandria will be in podcast part two. Thank you for joining Community IT for this podcast part one. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits. Listen for part two in your podcast feed. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website, www.communityit.com, so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders, and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.